Shalom to all. Today's office, Shalom Daf Yod Gimel. We are starting six lines from the top, the third to last word on the line. Now, in yesterday's Gemara, we learned Reb Shimon Ben Yehuda's opinion that if one tried to be makdish, a female animal, as an oila, pesach, or asham, it cannot affect Tamura because it doesn't become Kaddish with Kedusha Sagof. And the Gemara says, Chavrai B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan, the Chachamim, the name Rabbi Yechanan said, and Rabbi Evu Barnagri Amar, Kumi Rab Elah, he said in front of Rab Elah, Beshem Rabbi Yechanan. So either which way, we have a member in the name Rabbi Yechanan. Taima Dehain, his reason is Tanya. We have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us, any Tame animal that you are not allowed to bring it as a carbon for Hashem. And the Pasuk continues with describing the halachas of how to redeem an animal. So what's the Joshua of the Pasuk? Why does the Pasuk say Tamea? It doesn't have to say the word Tamea, it could just say any carbon that's not allowed to be brought. Why does it have to say the word Tamea? Ella, Afilu Tamea, Ba'is Hashem, even if it's Tame, meaning is disqualified with this category, it's still able to be redeemed. Dehainu, it's Tame, meaning disqualified for the type of carbon he wants it to be, it can be redeemed. So since an akeva that was made in Ayla Pesach or Asham cannot be such, so therefore it could be redeemed right away without waiting for it to develop a mum, therefore it has Kedusha's Damim and not Kedusha's Agof, and therefore it cannot affect Timura, Araya, for Abshimon ben Yehuda. Now the Gemara asks Vakasha, this is problematic. Bedak Siv, about this would it be written, Vehamid Veherich, and he shall stand and evaluate. The Pasuk describes that an animal being redeemed needs to have Hamada Veharacha, evaluation by the Kayan. And this only applies to animals with Kedushas Agof. So how can we say that the Pasuk is referring to animals with Kedushas Damim? So now the Gemara says, Reb Zeir, B'Shem Reb Lazar, Loy Amar Kain, he doesn't even say this Joshua, he has the exact opposite Joshua from the Pasuk. Ella, he darshans the following, Ve'im kol Lashem, and he says that the word Tamea and carbon are extra because we don't need these words. It could just say So what is he darshan? Anything that's not able to be a carbon. Not here and not in any other place. Talking about a Tame animal, that is not able to affect Timura and therefore could be redeemed right away without waiting for it to have a mom. This excludes a female animal that was designated as an oila. Even though it cannot be brought here in this scenario, a female animal is able to be brought as a carbon, and therefore it has Kedusha Sagof and is not able to be redeemed unless it has a mum. But now Rabbi Avon Vrei Bon Bon Kumi Reb They asked in front of Reb Zeira, We have an animal, it's a Roiva or Nirba, which means it sodomized a person or was sodomized by someone. It's not able to be brought as a carbon, not here, not in any other scenario. And this type of animal still could affect Timura. So we see that your drasha is not true. We have an animal that's never able to be brought as a carbon, but it could still affect Timura. So Amr Loyan, he told them, Afani I was really only talking about the following case, Elotmeya Mamish, talking about a real Tame animal, meaning a non kosher animal. But that's also problematic, asked the Gemara, because Vikasha, we have this issue, Bidak Siv, about this, would it be written, Vehamid Veherich? We know that Hamad and Aracha only has to do with a kosher animal that has some sort of issue that's not able to be brought as a carbon and not a non kosher animal. So it must be that this drasha from Reb Zeir, B'Shem Reb Lezer, is not a valid drasha. And the final mission of the parak says, Achas Lamedyayim, once every 30 days, Mesharon has Halishka, they would set the price of the Lishka, meaning the Gizbarim would set the prices with the suppliers once a month, how much the base of Mekdash is going to have to pay for all the items that were supplied. The mission continues, Kal Makabal, all the Sapiks lost his Ma'arba, any supplier that took upon himself that he was going to give flour to the base of Mekdash at the set price of four Sa'a per Sela, Amdu Mishalash, and then all of a sudden the price jumped to three Sa'a per Sela, Yisapik Midalad, he still has to give 
four sa'apers hella. Mishalash, let's say the set price was three sa'apers hella. Va'amdu midalad, and then the price dropped to four sa'apers hella. Yisapin midalad, so he has to give that lower price. Shayad hektish al yaina, because hektish always has the upper hand. Im hislia soiles, let's say the flower of hektish became wormy, hislia loy, so then the supplier, he has to take responsibility for that, and he has to give them new flour. Vim hechmetz yain, and if the wine of hektish went bad, hechmetz loy, it actually goes bad for the supplier, he has to provide them with new wine. He doesn't get to halachically keep his money that he was given until the Mizbech creates a ritzoy and acceptance, meaning until the items that he supplied Hektish with are brought on the Mizbech. As we had just said, he has to take responsibility for it. So even though they gave him the money, halachically it doesn't belong to him until these items were actually brought on the Mizbech. However, we have a different opinion. The Gemara says, Tani B'Shem Reb Shimon, we have a brass in the name of Reb Shimon, Miyad Ha'yim they were able to keep the money halachically right away. They didn't have to wait till these items were used in the Besam and the Kehanim were very diligent and they ensured that the flour and the wine was used right away and it didn't have a chance to go bad or become warmy. for finishing the fourth We should be to finish all together and of course all of Shas together. And we begin the new parak. The Mishnah tells as follows: The following people were appointed over various jobs in the base Hamikdash. He was appointed over the Chaysamais. He was appointed over the Nusachim, which is referring to the Menachas, the flour and the oil and the wine that was used in the base Hamikdash. Masir ben Shmuel al says he was appointed over the lotteries. This is how they determined which Kaihanim got which jobs every day in the base Hamikdash. Pesachia al Kinen. he was in charge of the Kinen. These are the bird carbonis that is Zav. Zava and a woman who gave birth has to bring. Now, Pesachia Zehu Mardechai. Pesachia is actually Mardechai, like Mardechai Tzadik from the Megillah. Why was his name Pesachia? He was able to open mysterious things, Vidarshan, and Darshanem, Vyadevashivim Lashan. He also knew how to speak 70 languages. Now, the reason why he had to be particularly wise and smart and intuitive is because the halachas of Kinan of these bird carboners are very complicated, and therefore he has a special name, Pesachia. Ben Achia, what was his job? He was a doctor that helped heal the Kahanim from their intestinal sicknesses, from their stomach issues. He dug the wells and the ditches so that people could have enough water. Gavini, that was a person's name, Karuz, he would announce when it was time to bring the carbon tamid. Ben Gever, on the Ilas Sha'arim, he ensured that the doors of the Besamekdash were closed and open in the proper time. Ben Bevai, Mimun al he was in charge of the wicks for the Menaira. Ben Arzal at Siltzel, he was in charge of the symbols, which is to signal the Levine went to start singing. Hugris Ben Levi al Ashir, he was in charge of the Shir, meaning in charge of the singing, he was actually the choir master. Garmu al we've already mentioned them previously. The family of Garmu, they were in charge of making the Lechem Apanim. Aftinas, the family of Aftinas, al they were in charge of blending the Ketaras. Ve'alazra al he was in charge of the Paraychas. And Upinachas Amabish, he was the dresser. He helped the Kohanim get dressed and undressed. And the Gemara tells us, Reb Chizka Am Reb Simon Verabanan, they both argue. Chadam or one of them says, Kesheri Dar Vidar Ba that our Mishnah is just mentioning all the most important and upright and hush of people that served in these positions across all the generations of the Beis HaMikdash. The second Beis HaMikdash stood for 420 years, and this is a listing of all the greatest ones that served in these positions, and they didn't necessarily serve at the same time. Whereas Vacharna Amar, the other one says, the one that lived in that generation, he just counted the people that lived in his generation. The Tana that wrote this Mishnah, 
all these people served in those positions of the base of Mikdash in his generation, and therefore he was just writing the people of his generation. Now, before we continue, we have to have a little bit of an introduction. There are two Mishnahs and Mesechas Yaimah. The first praises a number of people, and the second does the opposite. And then the second one concludes. The first ones we mentioned, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, the mention of a Tzadik is for blessing. And the second ones, B'Shem Rishayim Yerkov, the name of the Rishayim Shalrat. Now, in the second mission over there in Yuma, it mentions Hogrus, Beis Avtinas, and Beis Garmu. And now we're going to have to try to understand this. According to the Manda Amar, that all the people mentioned in our Mishnah are the greatest of all the people that served in their position. So so on them, meaning when the Mishnah says it's talking about Hogras, Beis Avtinas, and Beis Garmu, even though they're mentioned in the second Mishnah over there, implying that it's Shem Rishayim Yerkov. Actually, when the Mishnah says it's talking about them. According to the second Manda Amar in our Gemara, that the people that are mentioned in our Mishnah all served in the same generation, and the Tan of our Mishnah just simply happens to be mentioning all of them, so therefore they're not necessarily the greatest people. That second Mishnah that concludes Shem Rishayim Yerkov is talking about all of them, meaning talking about Hogros, Beis Avtinos, and Beis Garmu, because they actually were mentioned in that second Mishnah over there. So about me, Namar Zechat Salakiv Racha, about whom did that Mishnah, Mesechat Yemah, say Zechat Salakiv Racha, about him and his friends who were mentioned in the first Mishnah over there in Yuma. And the Gemara Dafyod Gimel Beis on top continues. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Ksivit says in the pasuk Lachen Achalik Loi Berabim. Therefore, I'm going to sign him a portion from the multitudes. Vesatzumim Michalik Shalol, and he's going to divide the spoils with the mighty. Now, Zera Rabbi Kiva, this is talking about Rabbi Kiva Shehiskin Mishnah Umedish Halachas Vagadis. He established the Mishnah Medish Halachas and Agadis. But Vyeshayim Some say Elu Anshek Nesagadayla Tiknu. Those were actually established by the Anshek Nesagadayla. So Elamati Kainze. So what did Rabbi Kiva establish that he gets praised by this pasuk? Klausu Pratis. The generalizations and the specifications. Now. Very generally, this is referring to how the Mishnah came about. Due to the decline in Torah knowledge and scholarship, Rebbe, who's Rebbe Huda Hanasi, compiled the Mishnah as we have it. He didn't write all the Mishnahs, he put them together in the form and order as we have them. And in truth, he formulated them based off of what he received from his Rebbe, Rebbe Meir, who got them from his Rebbe, Rebbe Kiva. Hence the praise over here in our Gemara, the Rebbe Kiva established the Mishnah. Now, even before Rebbe Kiva, the Achekines Agdala had already begun to organize some form of Mishnahs, hence the Yesh in the Gemara, that really the praise goes to the Anshek and Rabbi Kiva's praise for teaching us Klaus and Pratas, which are the details of how to learn the Shleshes Remidas Shatar and Adreshes Behem, which we say every single morning, Rabbi Shmal Aimer. So now that we just praise Rabbi Kiva for being an extremely key person in the Messiah of the Torah, the Gemara continues. Amr Abavok, Sivit says in the Pasuk, Mishbachai Seifrim Yeshve Yaivetz, that the family of Seifrim Yeshve Yaivetz. Now, Matamalim are Seifrim. Why do we call them Seifrim? Were they actually scribes? Elish Aswes Atira, Sphira, Sphiras. They made the Torah into numbers or into lists. Now, this means that they took a lot of scattered halachas about the same idea and they compiled them into lists to make them easy to remember. For example, they taught us Chamisha Laisrem Chuma. There's five different types of people that aren't allowed to take up Chuma. Hey, Dram Chayim Machala. There are five types of grains that are Chayim and Chala. Chamisha Seinash and Peturus Sarasim. There's 15 different types of women that are going to potter. Their co-wives from Yibam. Shleshim Vishesh Krisis Batara, there's 36 different Isurim the Tara that a person is going to be Chayav Karis for. Shleshis Ray Dabar Nemur Benevela Saif Atar, there's 13 things that are said about the Nevela of a Tahar bird. Dalad Avas Zikin, there's four main categories of damagers. Avas Malachas Abraham Chasar Achas, there's 39 Avas Malachas. So they made it easier for us. Sphiris Sphiris, they give us these ordered and numbered lists of things to help us remember them easier. Amr of Acha, he says, Ksivit says in the Pasuk, La Ezra Hakayana Cipher, to Ezra the Kayin, who is the Cipher, and then the Pasuk continues. 
continues, Seifer Mitzvah's Debra Hashem. So the Gemara asks, Matam Lemer Seifer, why do we have to repeat the word Seifer over here? Alak Hashem Shaya Seifer Debra Taira, the same way Ezra Seifer, he counted the words of Taira, meaning he helped establish the Messiah, a Taira Shevach Sav, Kachaya Seifer of Debra Chachamim, so too he helped count, enumerate, or make lists of the Debra Chachamim, like we just mentioned previously. Now, Rav Chagav Hashem Rav Shmuel Rav Nachman, he says, Harishayim Harshiv Zaru, the original ones, the earlier generations, they plowed and they planted. Nikshu Kichshu Idru, they weeded, trimmed, and hoed. Katsuru Imru, they harvested and gathered. Dashu Zaru Baru, they threshed, winnowed, and selected. Tachanu Kidu, they ground and sifted. Lashu Kitfu Va'afu, they kneaded, formed, and baked. Va'anu Elanu Malechal, and we still don't have what to eat. What he's trying to say is that the earlier generations worked so hard to make Tyra easy and smooth and ordered for us, and nonetheless, it's still so hard for us to learn Tyra. Now, Rav Abba Barzmina, B'Shem Rav Zeira, he says as follows, In Havan Kadman Malachin, if the original generations were like angels, Anan B'nei Anash, so we're like regular people. V'in Havan B'nei Anash, and if they were like regular people, Anan Chamarin, then we're like donkeys. And Amr of Mana, he said, by Hishat at that time, Amrin, Rav Zeira said, Now, Rav Yirmiya sent Rav Zeira dates that weren't Mysered, assuming that he would take Mysere off. And Rav Zeira figured that Rabbi wouldn't send him not Meiser produce. So he ate them without taking off Meiser, and when he discovered his mistake, he said, We're not even compared to the donkey of Rapinchas Ben Yar, who made sure not to eat anything that didn't have Meiser taken off of it. And a story about him. The donkey of Rapinchas Ben Yar was stolen by robbers in the middle of the night. It went into hiding with them for three days. But it didn't eat anything. After three days, they decided to return her. Amri, they said, Let's free her from here, so she doesn't die by us. So they freed her. She went and stood by the gate of her master. She started braying. told his servants, Open the door for that nabach. She's very sad. There's three days. She didn't eat anything. So they opened the door and she came in. He told them, Go give her something to eat. They put some barley in front of her. She didn't want to eat. Amrlis, they told her Bechas Ben Yar, Rebbe, Lebas Lamech, she doesn't want to eat. Amrlin, so we asked them, Metaknin Inan, is it fixed up? Did you take out all the sticks and stones and uncomfortable things from it? Amrlin, they told him, In, yes. So Amrlin, he asked them, Varimtin Demayan, did you remove its Demay, meaning did you take Meiser off of it? Amrlin, so they asked him, Loikin Alfin Rebbe, didn't you, Rebbe, teach us how the Kechzer Lebehema, someone who buys food for an animal, Kemachla Ares, flour that's meant only for tanning hides, Shemin Lamar, oil that's just meant for lighting, Potter Menad Demay, that's Potter from Demay, meaning you don't have to take Meiser off of it. So Amr Lain, he told them, What should we do for this Nebuch? What should we do for this donkey? She is very strict on herself. And they took off the Demai and it ate. And now we go back to our Mishnah, Pesachia Al-Kin. We said, Pesachia, who was Mordechai, he was in charge of the kingdom of these bird carbonas. Let's see how great the ability of this man is. He was able to open mysterious things and darshan them. He knew 70 languages. And now the Gemara tells us, Tony, we have a Brisa. Sanhedrin Shiesh Bashnaim Shechan Ledaber, a Sanhedrin, that is two people, two of the judges of Sanhedrin, are able to speak all of the languages, all 70 languages, the Kulin Ru'in Lishmaya, and all of the judges are able to understand the 70 languages, Harezu Ru'il Sanhedrin. That's fitting to be a Sanhedrin. That's the bare minimum. The reason why we have to have two judges that not only understand but also speak the other languages is so that they can cross examine witnesses that come that speak only a foreign language. It has to be done through the judges, it can't be done through an interpreter. Now the Brassic continues, Gimel Harezu Bainis, if three members of the Sanhedrin 
speak all 70 languages, then that's considered average, mediocre. And Dalit Harizu Chama, if there's already four people of the Sanhedrin that can speak all 70 languages, that's already considered a wise Sanhedrin. And in Yavna, there was actually four. That was Ben Azai, Ben Zayma, Ben Chachinai, and Rabblazer Ben Masya. And more about the wisdom of Pesachia. Amr Chisto, Pamachas Yavsha Eretz Yisrael, one time Eretz Yisrael had a drought and was completely dry. They didn't know where to bring the carbon Eimer from. They didn't know where barley was growing. And there was a person who was deaf mute over there. He put one of his hands on a roof, one of his hands on a hut, and he was clearly trying to tell them something. As soon as they came they brought in front of Pesachia. Amr Luhui asked them, Is there a place called Gagas Trifin or Trifin Gagas? So Aslan Taman, they went to this place called by that name, Vashkachan, and they found barley growing over there. And Amr Abiyasa Bun, another story. One time, the entire world, the crops of all the world, were wiped out by some really strong wind. They didn't know where to bring the barley for the carbon oimer. And there was a deaf mute person. He put one hand on his eye and one hand on a door socket, and obviously he was trying to tell them something. As soon as they got they went to Pesachia. Armor Lane, he asked them, Is there a place called Ain Seicher or Seicher Ain? And they went there and they found that there was actually barley growing over there. And another story about his wisdom. There were three women that came to the base of Mekdash and they brought their bird carbonis. One of them said, These are for my ayin. And one of them said, These are for my yam. And one of them said, For my ziva. So the one that said, Sovereign Maymar, the Chachamim that were in the base of Mekdash at that point in time, they thought to explain, She's trying to say that she was flowing with blood like a mayam, like a spring. That's why she said, my spring. Therefore, she was a Zavagadayla. And these two birds that she brought, one of them was a Chathas and one of them was an Ayla. So Amrlain Pesachia told them, No, Be'aina Saknas. I was endangered by my eye, and I promised Hashem that if I got better, that I would bring Karbanas. So these two birds are actually both Eilas, and it's not a Chathas and an Ayla. And Zushamir's Liamasi, the one that said that this is for Mayam, Sovereign Maymar, they thought that what she was saying was Shefas Kiyam, that she was flowing with blood like a sea. Therefore, she's a Zavagadayla, and one bird is an Ayla, one bird's a Chathas. Amrlain, so he told them, no, but Yama Saknas, I was endangered by the sea, and therefore I promise Hashem if I get saved, I'm going to bring Karbanis, and therefore these are both Eilis, and they're not Chathas and Ayla. And the last one was the same thing, Zushamers the one that said, this is for my Ziva, Sovereign Mamar, they thought to say, Zava Mamash, she's actually a Zava, she's a Zava Gadayla, and therefore one bird is a Chathas and one bird is a Ayla. Amr he told them, no, Ze'ev Balitalas Bina, a wolf came to take away her son, and she promised Hashem that if he's saved, then she's going to bring Karbanis. And that's why she said, Zivasi, this is for my Ze'ev, for my wolf. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, we had said, Ben Achia, he was the doctor of the Kahanim because they had these stomach issues. And the Gemara now explains why is it they had these stomach issues. That's because they walked barefoot on the floor of the Besamekdash, and they would eat a lot of meat, and they would drink water because they were not allowed to drink wine. So, Therefore, they had all these stomach issues. And he knew which type of wine is good for the stomach, which type of wine is not good for the stomach, so therefore, he was the doctor of the Kaihanim. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with trying to understand what Nechunya Chaifer Shichen's specialty was. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.